Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income, so the less you make, the less you pay. Today, we're going to be addressing the difference between a contested divorce and an uncontested divorce in Massachusetts. So divorce is never an easy thing, obviously. Um, there are two tracks that you can go down when you're getting a divorce in Massachusetts. A contested divorce and an uncontested divorce. An uncontested divorce is sometimes referred to as a 1A, only because that's the statute, that's the subheading under the statute. A, a uncontested and uncontested divorce, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is where both parties, both spouses, agree to everything that has to be decided in a divorce. So all the issues in a divorce must be agreed upon um, between the two parties. And what they do is they um, come together, they come with an agreement, and they file a form that the complaint that they file with the court is a joint petition for a, a divorce. Uh, and they're telling the court that everything has been worked out and they're just seeking really the court's approval. There are still many other documents that need to be filed with that, uh, financial information, um, your marriage certificate, uh, if there are any children, there has to be a, a child support guideline worksheet, um, and there's a, a number of, of other ones as well. <clears throat> One of the most important ones, and really what's at the heart of the divorce, is a separation agreement. In the separation agreement, that's where everything is spelled out as far as what's going to happen uh, in the divorce itself. So as I said, everything needs to be agreed upon. That means child custody, child support, alimony, if any, how are the assets getting divided, how are the debts getting divided, uh, and any other issues that you might have. So in the separation agreement, it spells all that out. So it says that so-and-so will have, uh, that you'll share joint physical and uh, legal custody with the child, for instance, with the child uh, residing primarily with one parent or the other, um, the child support will be X and so forth. So <clears throat> it's something that has to happen. Uh, the agreement has to happen uh, ahead of time. So if you're on good terms with your soon-to-be ex uh, and you can work all these things out, it's really in your best interest, if at all possible, uh, to go the 1A or the uncontested divorce route uh, for two main reasons. The first is it's less expensive, and number two, it's quicker. So the, the uncontested divorce track is, is much quicker. So you file your um, paperwork with the court. You'll get a, uh, a hearing date to come to court. Uh, on that date, it's probably just going to be one day unless there's something, some issue that crops up uh, unexpected, unexpectedly. So you, you show up for court on that one day. Uh, the judge reviews your separation agreement, looks at the uh, child support guidelines and the worksheet uh, if there are children involved. Uh, and the judge wants to make sure that the, uh, the agreement seems fair, that nobody took advantage of the other one during the negotiations in that, and that uh, both sides are essentially uh, com coming out equal um, in that separation agreement. The judge may have questions for each of the parties, and, they, and the judge will certainly want to know uh, and put on the record that each party understands uh, what's going on, that they do agree to this um, arrangement, and that they're, uh, they want to go forward with, this, with the divorce. What happens is at, at that point, um, a, in 30 days, a judgment nisi uh, will, a divorce nisi will enter, uh, and 90 days from that time, uh, unless anything crops up, the divorce will be final. And that 90 days, uh, and even the 30 days, so 120 days from the date of the hearing, 
during that period of time. That's basically a waiting period in case for some reason the parties decide that they don't want to get divorced. They want to reconcile. Uh, that sometimes happens. It's rare, but it does sometimes happen within that time period. Um, and also uh, it gives an opportunity if, if somebody finds out that the other person was, say, hiding assets or something along those lines. They had some money stashed away or they have you know, a house somewhere else or whatever it might be. So during that period of time, if something is uh, newly discovered, they can bring that up before the judge, before the final order enters. And a uh, contested divorce is the opposite of that. So the contested divorce is when the issues are not agreed upon. And a contested divorce only has to, you only get a contested divorce if only one issue, say, is unagreed upon. So let's say that you agree to the child custody, child support, debts and assets being divided, but alimony is not agreed upon. Then it has to be taken off of the uncontested, out of the uncontested track and put onto the contested track. The downside, again, for the being contest a contested divorce is that uh, it will cost you more money because it takes more time. So more money, more time for a contested divorce. Um, <clears throat> the process is much more complicated in a contested divorce. Uh, then you get into uh, a discovery, which is an exchange of information between the parties. There are interrogatories that are sent out, requests for production of documents that could be depositions, that could be hearings and so forth. And it can go on for a long, long time, depending on the parties. So again, if you're looking for uh, just to end the marriage, to get out and get on with, with your life, if you can, it's always best to try to work out uh, as many issues as possible. Even if you have to go down the contested route, if you can agree to um, some of the terms of the divorce, at least you have those put aside and you can focus on the issues that are still open and still need to be decided by a judge at a hearing or a trial. So that's basically the difference between contested and uncontested. At a Ford Law, we do practice family law and criminal law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are based on a sliding scale based on your income. So the less you make, the less you have to pay. We're trying to give a voice in the courtroom to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org, not com, but affordlaw.org. And uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about family law or criminal law in Massachusetts. At Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.